Morning, bro. Morning, bro. How you doing? How are you? I am well, and how are you today? I'm 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 good. Uh, you know, as a, your father used to say, "Finer and frog hair." So uh, we're we're off and running. So, uh, John, there's a thousand places to go, but you know, one thing we haven't talked about, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to your wisdom on this. Uh, is Elon Musk really going by Twitter? He already did. No, he didn't. He bought it for like no three million billion dollars. No, no deal. Deal is nowhere near closed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He keep he keeps throwing out things that look like uh, you know he he's trying to get out of the deal. So interesting. Yeah. Right. And and uh, I I think uh, well I think Twitter. Uh, the board is willing to sell at $54 a share, which is about 50% more than its uh, shares are going for these days. But uh, uh, I don't think they want to take the deal unless they get the uh, the big price. So, yeah. It has been interesting. I guess you don't follow anybody who follows all this and gives you a day-by-day latest blow-by-blow, blow, huh? No, I do not. Well, yeah, I, I know uh, at one point he said he wasn't, he was out of the deal if more than 5% of the accounts on Twitter were bots. So, uh, and, and somebody laughed and said you shouldn't have made the offer because you should have known <laughs> that uh, yeah. it's a, a significant number of the accounts are bots. So, I, I, I don't know. It's It's been kind of interesting to watch. And then uh, he's been just such a jerk here lately. But uh, I don't I don't know that that's really should be a surprise. So, uh. No, that's not exactly breaking news, is it? No, no. And I guess if you didn't know this, you, you haven't seen the reports out that he uh, exposed his junk to one of the SpaceX employees and they paid her a quarter of a million dollars to make it go away. Yeah, I would have thought his junk was worth more than that, but there you go. I'll take a quarter million dollars to see his wang. (laughs) 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 Thank you for finding a word there that, uh, yeah, it's just, well, well done. Yes. All right, so. All right, where do you want to go from here? Are we going to talk about the golf, or you want to whine about the NHL, or you want to whine about the NBA? Uh, who do you want to whine about first? Well, I think the NBA is a pretty short conversation, so let's start there. Oh, oh, you think it's a short conversation? Well, so uh, do I start with the fact the Heat were one and a half point favorites last night, and we all thought that was an awfully low line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shows what we fucking know. And then they, they went out, and uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's Miami, so uh, I guess Miami's probably a hot, hopping place on Thursday night. They were all somewhere else, huh? Yeah, they're apparently they they forgot to show up. Yeah, got got absolutely housed, and uh, and now as as the obvious brothers say, a uh, series gets interesting once the road team wins, right? That's right. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, that was really the kind of another blowout in the playoffs. Just yeah. kind of really made 
Yeah, well, yeah, but you got you got to watch long enough to see who's blowing who out because it's hard to predict. Yeah, and changes. Yeah, so so uh, who knows what the Mavs might do tonight to the Warriors? Yeah, they they got smoked the other night. So they, they they got beat pretty bad the other night too in Game One, but uh, you know uh, the Celtics uh, did not play them real tight in Game One either and came back. Uh, it's uh, it's been very strange, uh, except for the Celtics Bucks series. They had a whole bunch of really good games. Uh, uh, you uh, there have not been uh, tight game against tight game back and forth. I agree. Yeah, well, yes, a lot a lot of things to talk about here. The Mavs are in this series, and you know when we talked last Friday, uh, I don't. Have they even played Game Six of that series yet? Uh, and no. and then I speaking of not showing up, John, Game Seven on your home court, and what did what did the Suns end up getting? Did they end up getting beat by forty? They got housed. Yes, I thought what whatever our our latest term is, uh, they talk about not showing up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they wanted to work. They they were already working on their golf game or something. So yeah, they scored ten points in the second quarter. Is that what it was? Yeah. I mean that's that's awful. I I mean I tried to watch it, but it, it just there was no. Kept waiting for the uh, John uh, obvious John run, and it just didn't come, John. It did not. Neither yeah. did last night. Neither, neither did I. I yeah, I think I was going to get to that, John. Yeah, you yeah, you, no. you were sure at ha- you were sure at halftime they were going to come back and win. Yeah. Well, I didn't think uh, the Celtics could continue to shoot sixty some percent from three point and sixty percent from the field. Yeah, but well, they, they did. Well, sure I, did. I, I I didn't actually see the numbers what they ended up with, but uh, uh, yeah, I. Yeah, Miami's gotten this far without me figuring out how. Uh, but uh, I, well, okay. Butler can score. Butler's really good. All right, but yeah. who who's their second score? I. Well, it should be Oladipo. But he doesn't even start. Um, he doesn't start, but he still plays. Okay, 20, well, but you know, almost thirty minutes of the okay. game. Okay, so I, I I guess I'm thinking of their starting five. And, and when they're on the floor, who are they getting points out of other than Butler? I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, Vincent. Okay, if you say so. Yeah. I, mean, he's, I mean, that's who it's got to be, but their, but, centers, their center is basically just a space filler. Out of Bayo. Well, he's not, a real, he's not a real big scorer. But but he might be the best defender in the league and best yes. top top re, top level rebounder. I mean, yeah, but he's not a scorer. And uh, you know, they've got Duncan Robinson on the bench. They've got Oladipo on the bench. They got is his name Tyler, Tyler, Hero. Tyler Hero is a pretty good shooter. So they got some shooters on the bench. But uh, you know, you could be down ten points before you got your shooters off the bench. But uh, you know. In a game where teams are scoring, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, I just uh, that 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 is part one. 
we don't really know much about the Warrior series yet. Let's let's see see what we get. So that that is the NBA, sort of. But a couple couple you know postseason things, John. Uh, first, um, we didn't really talk about last week, I, and we we got distracted by various things. But uh, James Harden looked really good in the final Sixers game. Well, you know, you know the 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 uh, meme I saw was uh, Ben Simmons and James Harden had the same number of points in the fourth quarter of Game Six. So yeah, that's that's kind of mean, but uh, it is true. So, uh, and you you know, I I offered Sean a, a lifetime supply of Guinness if they ever make the finals with him on the team. So uh, I I do not. Uh, Don't like that's pretty safe, though. I, I do. I, I feel like it's really safe, right? Yeah. So, uh, and and you are you going to tell me different? No, I'm not. Right. So, despite the fact that he, for years he's been a scorer, uh, he has yet to play on a team that's really uh, has made the kind of playoff run you would think they should make when they've got him in this case as their number two player. Yeah, well, so there, there, there's, there's often a chemistry problem on, on teams where one guy just wants to hold the ball. So, uh, yeah, he makes the air out of it. yeah, he, he, he does. And so there you go. So there's our J, James Harden take. And then the, the other uh, guy who I don't know if it's fair to compare him, a uh, former teammate of his by the name of Russell Westbrook, uh, I, I keep seeing articles about where he's going to go next since everybody's convinced the Lakers aren't going to hang on to him. And I, I, the number one spot I saw yesterday was the Pacers. And as a Pacers fan, I'm like, no! And, and I, I've seen a lot of tweets from Pacers fans saying... Yeah, we'll pass. Yeah, I, and, and the guy who's running the Pacers at this point... Um, has a great reputation as a GM, and so I have a feeling that he's probably not making that trade, even if that's, uh, yeah, even if people think that's a deal to be made. Because, yeah, Russell Russell has a similar problem to to Harden. Uh, fills up fills up the stat sheet, but uh, always a chemistry problem on his teams, and they don't go as far as they're supposed to in the playoffs. Yeah, well, and, and they had a third guy who was pretty good playing with them. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a really, really good team. Should have been a good team. I'll put it that way. Well, a lot of they should have they should have won at least one championship, you would have thought. But, uh, I agree. Yeah, so speaking of the Pacers, uh, I know you keep up on these things. You, you, you know they ended up with the number six pick when the, lot, the lottery draft was Tuesday night. Something like yeah, something like that. So they, yeah. So there's lots of lots of questions about who who they're going to pick, and of course, there's quite a bit of talk about who's going to go where in the top 
few. I guess, I guess it's a sure bet that Holmgren and Jabari Smith from Auburn are one, two, and who goes three, four, five, six, maybe even seven. There's a lot of, yeah, there's, there's some questions about that. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's soft. It's fluid, as I say. All right, that's our that's our MBA thing, John. You 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 were taking a quarter of a million dollars uh, uh, for for crotch viewing a moment ago. So, what would you do for thirty seven and a half million dollars a year, John? Uh, unspeakable things. Unspeakable things. Uh, well, I guess uh, come to think of it, you and Tom Brady are pretty close to the same age. We are. Yeah, very close. Very, very close. The same. Uh, and nobody's making you that offer, John. No, I have. I haven't checked my inbox here lately, but I haven't seen it. No. No, no. Well, I think I think for that kind of offer, your agent calls you, John, and lets you know that they're they're going to drop thirty seven and a half million a year for you to get into the t- TV booth when you retire. Uh, so so John, I mean, we've had this conversation about announcers recently that's just ridiculous that's a big dollar amount and, and i'm sure you're going to go and make sure you find the fox station and the game he's doing that weekend to make sure you see it right well definitely i mean i think he uh definitely brings eyes to the um to the uh yeah Well, uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to bring bring any eye, eyes to it in in the first place. And uh, yeah, uh, the second place, you don't even know if he's going to be any good at doing this. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's that's somebody else's money. I just wish. I just wish some of this money would just fall my way, John. I, I've never done it. E- I've never done it either, John. And and I would do it for a lot less than thirty-seven and a half million dollars a year. <laughs> I would have done it for a way less than that. Yeah, I, I I would underbid him by quite a bit. So <laughs> there you there you go. So there we go. The Brady deal, which seems amazing. There there you go. So all right, John. You uh, before we get go crazy on the golf, you you wanted to say something about the National Hockey League, John. Right. The Avalanche series is now tied one-one. Yeah, which means the road, which means the road team is one. The is blues, home ice, blues. Is home ice the worst? And I don't mean it as like bad, just like the least home field advantage in professional sports. I, I think that I think the stats will bear that out. Yes, that's why. You have so many upsets and such wild things that happen in the NHL playoffs. It's because because home ice means so little as compared as compared to other things. Well, okay, we're the obvious brothers, so here is our inside obviousness. Uh, I think it doesn't matter where you're playing if you have a hot goalie. Okay, 
And I mean, this the Lightning score last night was two one, John. So uh, yeah. that that kind of says goalie, right? Yeah, and you got yeah, and the Blues Avalanche put up what like fifteen goals the other night. It was like nine to six, wasn't it? No, it was no, 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 no. That that was the Oilers Flames. Oh, that's right, Oilers Flames. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, the Flame. And, and the amazing part about that, and there are lots of. Amazing, did you have the over in that game, John? I did not. Uh, I did not wait on that. One. Uh, okay. So anyway, the amazing thing on that, John, is the Flames were up three goals twice in that game. That is pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. A three-goal lead usually is pretty safe in the NHL. But then, when's the last time you saw a nine-six score? I, yeah, I get, I get, I guess that's a, I guess that's a, uh, that's a series where the whole goalie obviousness is not going to be such a factor, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure if they did even remember to put goalies on the ice yeah well or or the goalie was checking checking messages or something most of the evening right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah a little distracted uh forgot forgot to to pay attention so yeah making tiktoks in the net yeah i i got you started now so i i better you got you got Just to show how little that I've watched NHL recently, are all hockey rinks in the NHL now the same size? I am pretty sure they are. Okay. Did not used to be true. Okay, you gotta say you gotta say something. Dead, dead air will confuse people, John. Well, I mean, well, I, I do I do remember back in the day, and this is before they renovated, but the Boston Garden was the smallest rink in the NHL, and there was a lot of talk about what difference that made when when they played, and, and were like in a playoff situation like this, where you know where, wherever they went with a bigger rink, uh, you know you had a more open game and. Uh, they they like to play a hard checking tight game, but I I'm not I would be surprised if that was still true. But uh, uh, that used to be the case. But uh, there you go. Uh, I I would have to be able to look it up fast enough, and I don't even know where I would start. 
So, uh, so, so yes, the NHL is uh, the playoffs are going uh, in the second round, and they have started as John has indicated with some very interesting play, including the Eastern Conference, uh, bo- both uh, the uh, the worst seeds both have won one road games in uh, in the Lightning too. So uh, looks like upset city there, and uh, we we. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Blues have won a game in the West, so. Yeah, uh, and I think the Lightning came into the series with the hottest goalie with the start of the playoffs, so um, just feeds back into your whole goalie theory. Hot goalie is good to have when it comes to playoff time. Well, and, and they're, they're two-time defending champions. Um, you know, the, not a surprise that they will outplay their seed when they were as poorly seeded as they were, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could have could have made money on that. Uh, all right. So so before we we get to what you want to talk about, um, uh, we'll talk about what I want to talk about is the horse race tomorrow, John, which should be should be some fun and uh, again possible profit taking. So yeah. So so you've studied up. You're ready. To, you're ready to, to do your analysis of the race. Yeah, well, uh, there are only nine horses in in the Preakness tomorrow, as of, in what is this the hundred and forty sixth running of the Preakness? And just FYI, John, if you haven't heard this, this is big news here. It's going to be in the mid nineties there tomorrow, so there it will be, as opposed to being wet and cold on Derby Day two weeks ago. It's going to be hot and dry tomorrow. So, uh, nine horses. Uh, only three coming back from the Derby, which is an unusually low number. Uh, that is uh, the eight epicenter who was in second at the Derby. Uh, Simplification, who is the one horse this time, was fourth in the Derby. And Happy Jack, who's running just for John because he's got a guy's name in it, uh, is coming back off like a 14th in the, in the Derby. We're not sure why Happy Jack's running. But of course, in the in the in the language of, of horse racing, we've got some new shooters. Uh, the one that probably excites people the most and moves the betting needle the most is a filly named Secret Oath, who is trained by the legendary because that seems to be his new first name, legendary D. Wayne Lucas, who is 86 years old. So I guess. Yeah, you know, John. Since we 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 are often telling jokes, D. Wayne told a classic yesterday, John. Okay. Yeah, John. So uh, you know, there there are uh, three things that really bother you that go when you get old. What's that? Well, the first one is memory. Can't remember the other two. That is the joke. Yes, there you go. I th- I think he could have waited a long pause and and you know but yeah so so yeah he he's eighty six and uh, he's uh, if he wins tomorrow he will be the the all time greatest uh, large what would the word biggest he's won the most times there if he wins tomorrow He'll, he will win his seventh one if his Philly secret oath wins uh, so that's always fun when a Philly runs against the guys. 
and then the other shooter, new shooter coming out is early voting, who ran second in the uh, uh, Wood Memorial back in uh, first weekend in April, uh, and and lost to Mo Donegal. Look at you go, yes, uh, in a very close race, and they held her out and waited here. And this is uh, 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 Brad Cox and his team, who five years ago did this with a course called Cloud Computing, who finished second or third in the wood and skipped the Derby and won it at uh, the Preakness. So people think maybe Brad knows something again. And uh, so those are those are going to be the three favorites. Uh, and uh, it should be a lot of fun uh, watching. Of course, after the 80 to one shot won uh, last time, somebody there's been a lot of talk about how much the three horse Fenwick, which is more morning line is the highest uh, odds horse at 30 to one, how much that will get bet bet down because people are going, oh, last time the 80 to one won, I'd better throw some money on the on the 30 to one choice. So that's yeah, as somebody said, that just puts more money in the kitty for me. But yep. uh, that's uh, all these things make it interesting. The fact that the Derby winner isn't there is highly unusual, and uh, but doesn't mean it won't be a big money, great race. And uh, as somebody was trying to make sure the case was made, um, the winner of the Preakness uh, is more often the Eclipse Award winner for best horse than the winner of the Derby. So. Uh, there you go. There's your trivia stats for, for the day, John. My favorite name in the field is uh, the nine horse, which is Skippy Longstocking. Skippy Longstocking, all one word, yes. And yeah. we're, 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 wanting, we're wondering why Skippy's running. Probably, you know, I, I, you know we, we, talk about we, talk about, we talk about money all the time, John. So... The number two horse, uh, Creative Minister, had to, their owners had to pay $150,000 to get the horse into this race because it was not a Triple Crown nominee back in January when you had to, had to do that sort of thing. So had to pay an extra to get the horse into this race, which, you know, I'm kind of thinking, I mean, one of the things you say is, Geez, they must know something if you're willing to risk 150,000. Well, you're just burning 150,000, right, John? On the other hand, maybe people who own horses like this have 150,000 to burn. So maybe it doesn't mean the same thing to them that it means to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Is that right? I think they can, they can write those checks pretty, pretty regularly. Uh, okay, I'm not sure even a check. I think it probably reach in their pocket and pull it out. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, there's been people talk about what do they know to do this because, you know, that's that's a pretty deep dig. And there are other places to make money if you think you have a high-quality three-year-old. I mean, there's another, there's a race earlier in the day. It's not as high a purse, but... You don't have to pay 150000 to get in either. So uh, it is an intriguing thing why you would do that. And uh, I, there you go. It's, uh, I can't say it's totally lost on me, but 
uh, having 150,000 to burn is something I've never had. So, yeah. So there you go. So John, they're playing golf, uh, major championship in your favorite state uh, this week, and they they rolled yesterday. And I know you and I watched quite a bit, so we we have deep thoughts. Yes, we do. We have a lot of opinions about this week's um, PGA Championship. Do you want to go on your um, boomer tirade first? Well, no. Let me let me start with somebody else's tirade. Uh, did you see what Jack Nicholas said? No, I didn't. Jack, Jack, well, I did not realize this, but they were not supposed to play here in Tulsa, John. They were supposed to play in New Jersey. Okay. They were supposed to play at Trump's Bedminster course. And uh, after January 6th, the PGA pulled it and and moved it here. So Jack Jack called it cancel culture that that they did this, that it... uh, blah 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 and uh i i'm kind of i'm intrigued by that i i mean i know what he's saying on the other hand the moment the man got elected president anytime you're going to one of his golf courses it's political right yeah right and on on top of that i'm sure they did a cost benefit analysis and said you know there are going to be people protesting blah 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 right and who knows what the sponsors are going to think. So they probably, you know, took the path as the PGA often does of least resistance and uh, and found somebody else uh, real quick, a quality place. This is the fifth time the tournament's been held there. So Southern Hills is a, is a good uh, venue. But that's just an interesting wrinkle as to all this, John. But... Yeah, uh, you want me to do my my rant? Well, I'm, you know, it, it's a good golf course. Uh, I I think it's a major championship venue, but I don't. It really bothers me how much they trick things up or mess mess with the golf course layout in, in these things. And in this case, I, I I've got three examples for you. You help me with this. Well, one is that to make the seventh hole as long as they want it to be. They've got the tee box. Isn't even a tee box. It's a flat piece of ground, just off the sixth green. So you can't you can't play into the sixth green while guys are teeing off, and you can't tee off while guys are playing on the sixth green. So it's kind of a a pace of play. It's going to slow down the pace of play and everything. Not to mention every once in a while somebody's going to be over there playing off the seventh seventh tee, right? So. I, I do not understand why, and this is true of, of the other other examples I, I would give, where where you have to hit over the twelfth green from the thirteenth tee box, which yeah, and, and then it's like one or ten, they've got the tee box back behind a flower bed, so that at least yesterday they did, so that you don't even have a clean look down the fairway. But not not that they're going to hit it low enough to hit the the uh, the brick uh, flower bed, but it's just I uh, you know I don't okay they do this because they want more length right mm-hmm. they're squeezing out an extra x number why you know 
if you play the way Roy McElroy played yesterday, you deserve to shoot a damn low score. I mean, he's hitting at 350 right down the center of the fairway, you know, doing all sorts of crazy shit. He shouldn't be trying. And, and if you play like that, you deserve you deserve to shoot a low score. I, I mean, I don't understand. You know, I guess this is always a major championship thing, and they they don't don't like people shooting 62s or whatever. But geez, and they've got the the rough is penal there. So yeah, uh, yeah, because it's some sort of shit grass that they can't they can't control the ball out of it. It'll sit down and you can't get it out. And uh, if it's not sitting down, you don't know whether it's going jump or, or you're going chunk it. So I don't know. It's it's not Bermuda. It's uh, yeah, it's something very very tang tangled. What's that? They said on TV that it's Bermuda. Is that what it is? Bermuda? Yeah. Yeah. Bermuda rough is hard stuff, man. Especially when it's long and wet. Right. Yeah. When when it's wrong. Long and hasn't isn't dried out, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and and of course looks lovely uh, green. So that's my rant. I don't, I don't, I just wish they'd just put the tee boxes, you know, in decent places and let them play the golf course the way it's really laid out to be played. And you know, the fact that means you have to play a four hundred and sixty yard par four instead of a five hundred yard par four, I I don't understand why they care that much, but. Yeah, that's mine. Okay, I know. I know you've got a rant too. Yep, <clears throat> mine is the uh, the constant whining about the uh, the sand. Yeah, and how they can't get any spin out of it. And you know, we've we've talked about this in past pods where you know when they get into sand. Or they play a course that is, has sand that is not absolutely perfect and exactly how they want it. <clears throat> they all complain about it. I mean, they did it back when Jack removed a tooth out of the rakes and back way back on. I mean, that's probably been ten years ago. <clears throat> and Muirfield. They complained about it. Yeah. All right. They complained about it then. They complained about it. You know, this week it's it's crushed whatever it is crushed granite or whatever and it's it's heavily in the bowl you know they're chewing up their wedges I guess they all had to replace their wedges after their practice rounds because of the, the sandstone course that it wrecked their wedges I mean it, they are they are and they are very average bunker players when they are in sand that they're not comfortable with and I and I personally love it because as normal golfers as amateurs that play maybe play multiple courses or even if you're you play the same course every week you're you're not playing in pristine sand unless you're a member of one of these elite clubs right well and the thing about this is one of the somebody has complained about the pga tour is uh they pretty much own all the golf courses they play on i, I mean you know because you <laughs> You know, it's part of part of their their you know prestige and model to be a tour course, right? Well, and so they all have the same same fairway length, the same length of rough, the same sand. You know, uh, you know they buy it from the same place because you know the players don't want 
don't want anything like the subtle changes like that messes with them big time as we see and you know they they are to the point as you know they play into the sand on purpose yeah. it's not yes. it's not it's, it's not is. it's not penal for them anymore <laughs> and so when they when they get either you know like a place like this or uh, they get out into the old country and uh, start playing some of those links courses uh, in in Scotland and in England with uh, deeper bunkers and uh, different kinds of sand in them. Basically, uh, it's not even really sand. Right. Well, some some of, some of the places. Well, you know, uh, I play regularly with, with my my buddy Rick uh, is a member over at Berwick Country Club. And they, the uh, from one one hole to the next, you don't know what you're getting in the sand. Uh, so so one 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 hole, you know, there'll be no sand in the bunker. So like you say, you're playing on mud, and the next one they've they've redone, and there is plenty of sand. So you know, you have to hit a completely different shot. So yeah, so I, I really I've got the tears coming down for them, John. And of course, Andy Norris said it. You know, was commentating yesterday. He said at some point, yeah, you, you're, that's why you practice. And he, I don't understand why they haven't figured out that the ball comes out and runs uh, out of this sand. Uh, why are they flying it? You know, two feet from the hole, and then surprise, they're 15 feet past. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they adjust. And of course, the guys who make the cut and and, and are contend probably will, right? Or they're they're hurting themselves, giving away strokes. But uh, yeah, first day it was kind of, uh, uh, yeah, saw it a lot. Uh, you know, nobody. I do not remember anybody playing it right. So yeah. No, I mean, a couple of good shots for the most part, but I mean that's about it. Whereas. You know, can, you consistently see people just knocking it to a foot or two feet from bunker shots and short side. If you're short sided on one of these flags, good luck getting it inside six feet. Yeah, yeah, they, they're they're there's a they're, they're pretty slick. It's a it's a uh, it's an awesome golf course uh, in terms of that. And uh, so we we uh, we need to talk about the two big names, Phil and Tiger. Uh, Phil's not there to defend his championship. Uh, I'm just going to go on the record. Here's my hot take. He's a wuss, and yep. uh, uh, at some at some point he's going to have to face the music, uh, or may, maybe he doesn't. I mean, maybe he never plays again and just stays home. But that you know, that's. But uh, you know, you know, you're, you're defending championship. Show up and defend your championship and answer the hard questions and admit you were. A, a dumbass and uh you know move on uh but yeah it's kind of weird not having the defending championship after you know one of the great victories in the history of major championship golf last year and yeah. now he's too embarrassed to show up to defend his championship basically just because he didn't want to deal with the media it's kind of well, I don't know that he wants to deal with the locker room either, but you know, it's, it's the yeah, same. It's maybe. the same same problem, right? You know, you gotta, you know, you very can't, fair point. Yeah, and then there, then there's T.W. Who, I, I, why does he play? I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, I saw. Well, you watched as much as I did, probably more than I did. Did you see his stand-up interview where he said, "It hurts. It all hurts. It hurts. It hurts." Dude, you don't have to be playing, man. You know, 
wait till it doesn't hurt. I, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's the majors. It's not like he's been playing a lot. But I also think that when you're when you're not playing well, it, the pain is a little more prevalent. <laughs> playing well is a great painkiller. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great ibuprofen. Um, yeah. Yes, I, I think when when things aren't going your way, um, those aches and pains, um, I think you notice them a little more. But that's just my uh, two cents. Well, how would you how would you like to be able to hit three wood on a four hundred and fifty yard par, par four and have a wedge in? Uh, yeah, I mean JT JT's on the twelfth hole right now. The wind is. They, by the way, not an advantage to play early today. It's uh, the wind is already blowing about uh, twenty miles per hour and gusts up to thirty. Oh wow! Yeah, he's got three wood in his hand and he just smoked it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd love to be able to do that, but uh, they, you know, there are a whole series of reasons why they they can and do. But back to TW. I mean, this is what he said. If you, you you must not have seen the interview. They said, you know, how's it feel? He says it hurts, and he said they said, well, does it hurt? When does it hurt or something? He said, you know, I can't load up on my right side. It hurts too much to, you know, put his weight hard on the on the right side. So, you know, he, he's. I I guess he thinks he can still beat people with one leg, but you know, I. And and maybe he'll make the cut today, and I'm not sure that's a good thing necessarily for his leg. But uh, I, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what goes into that decision with his leg. Feel obviously his leg feels it, it, it does not feel great, right? If he can't, he knows he can't can't load up on the right leg. He's in serious trouble, right? So. Uh, why do you think you should be out there on a major championship course? Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's. I, I mean. I mean. We would all be fine with him not playing because of it until he's a bit healthier, right? I agree. Yeah. I think you know, especially if you're having <clears throat> troubles loading up, and, and those, you know, you're going to be in some rough on this course. I'm watching Scotty Scheffler right now try to dig one out on ten. I mean, he just took a mighty swing at that. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to have to make some really hard swings, like, you know, physically fast, hard swings in some of these if he isn't hitting a lot of fairways. So that's going to take a toll on your body, whereas if he can, I mean, he's going to have to hit a lot of fairways. To, I mean, that's the best way for you to kind of take it easy on yourself. Yeah, he wasn't, wasn't doing that yesterday, so. No. Yeah, so. But no, it's uh, I, I admire him for trying. I'm just not sure I understand the sense of it. But uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I guess in 2008 on one leg he beat everybody. But it's not 2008 anymore. So yeah, yeah. 14 years ago. So yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean right now he's right on the cut line. Plus two is what the projected cut is. I think that's um, a little low. I would be surprised if it's that low. No, it's it, it's going to be four or five probably. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, uh, I he couldn't at the end of the round yesterday. He couldn't hit the fairway with his stinger. So, uh, 
I, I don't know. But it, it, like I say, I, I don't mind how he does and everything. I just don't know what goes into the him saying to himself, you know, I, I know I can't play the way I need to play to be, and it's just going to hurt like hell. I, I, I like the pain or something. I don't know. So uh, I, I, w- I would think not having played this week and probably not playing next month in the and then going to St. Andrews with a couple more months of, you know, on a flat course where, you know, he can really play that golf course. I, I would have thought that would have been a good strategy, but uh, I ain't yeah. him. And I don't have his money, and I've never been able to hit a three-wood and get home on a 450-yard hole. So, uh, so let's talk about your boy, Patrick Cantlay. Yeah. How bad is it? Well, he's one over from the day already through two holes. He's at plus seven now. Yeah. He was the literal definition of the game of golf yesterday. Like, when things are bad, they're just bad. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't chip, he couldn't putt, couldn't hit a fairway, couldn't hit a green. I mean, it was just like, I mean... Yeah. From a guy that's as solid of a ball striker as he is and plays so well on a week-to-week basis, mm-hmm. he has not really done that great in, in, in uh, majors. And if you don't know who he is, people, he's currently the number five player in the world. So, uh, yeah. Right. So, and, and John is calling him my boy because I picked him in the pool, and he's probably going, well, he's clearly going to be the person who, who is my KOD because he does not look like he's making the cut, which means I won't win this week. So no, and Brooks needs to get it in gear for KG. Yeah, or or else it'll be you and Swerve uh, trying to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Swerve's guys aren't doing great, but none of them are doing terrible. Well, uh, when I looked this morning. Uh, they all look to be right there where they could all make the cut, and if he does that, then it then it gets competitive, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, this will be fun watching them play uh, uh, Sunday afternoon. I it is a it, it it is a completely different kind of test of golf than Augusta. So that'll be fun to watch and. Uh, there are lots of places where you can make some ugly numbers there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so. All right, Jono, here we have. We've killed uh, another almost uh, between an hour and 45 minutes of people's lives. I feel really yeah. good about that. And uh, all I have uh, have so far is the memory loss joke. And uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. So. Yeah, I forget already. Yeah, yeah. I had a good joke to tell this week, but I forgot it. Is that right? Well, here we go. There's a theme. Yeah. All right, John. Uh, next next week, I'll be coming to you from Seattle, so we can look forward to that. Yeah, and I'll be in Galveston, so we might Whoa. end up having to do a do a Saturday morning pod. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, you know, I don't know what morning is like on the West Coast, so uh, we'll That's have right. to see. Yeah. Your morning is the middle of the night, yeah. Okay. All right, John, have a good one. All right, Steve, have a great weekend. Enjoy uh, 
Seattle. All right. Uh, love you, man. Love you, bro. Bye. Bye.